warriors. Before we jump into this week's episode, please note this episode contains discussion of sensitive topics, which may be triggering for some. Listener discretion is advised. Please take care of yourself, and if you need to, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. If you're experiencing mental health crisis, please call 911. Enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to Talk With Us Tuesday, brought to you by the Mental Health Diaries podcast. We thank you for joining us another week, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Welcome back, Warriors, to another episode of the Mental Health Diaries podcast, and welcome back to Talk With Us Tuesdays. It's your host, Lady DMC, and I'm here with my co-host, co-blogger, and best friend, Desi Girl. What up, Warriors? Welcome back. Thank you so much, Desi Girl, for joining me again today. I know we have a very, very interesting episode today. Personally, one of my favorite topics, one of my favorite things to discuss. A little warning here, Warriors. I might get a little bit feisty all up in here, so let's do this. (laughs) Yes. So today we're going to be talking about men and mental health. Um, So Lady DMC and I have talked about this topic both on a professional letter level as well as a personal level and you know we've got some interesting points coming from both from a cultural standpoint and also you know personally so let's get started so I'll, I'll get the conversation started so we had a post a while back where we talked about male mental health and you know there was a a consensus between the two of us that men need to seek mental health when needed right most definitely and it seems like it's one of the few points that we kind of agree on on this one right but then there's other aspects i kind of go from like it's a bigger issue that needs to be handled whereas you come with that well we got to start somewhere and that comes from us so lady dmc i know you're married and you're gonna have minions soon absolutely and yes i am (laughs) So, if you had a boy minion, and your son starts crying, tell me how you would handle that. Well, I can certainly tell you how I wouldn't handle it, <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's the truth, and I wouldn't be one of those uh, traditional Latino moms with the traditional phrase that I wish I could scratch out of all of Latino history, the <laughs> los hombres no lloran or men don't cry you can bet i wouldn't deal with him with that one no i would tell him i would ask him what's going on why he's crying about to talk with me what it is that he's feeling i would start teaching him from from you know minion (laughs) From (laughs) from his little kid age his little toddler age to express himself to let people know how it is that he's feeling, what it is that he's feeling, so he wouldn't have to bottle up when he's older. I would teach him to start getting it out. I agree. I would do the same if my son would start crying. I would process that with them. But my issue is, let's take it back to the other side. So we're both women and we both, you know, we're both daddy girls. And when we started crying, what did our parents do? For me, I know they coddled me to death. I know they wanted to make sure that their little princess didn't cry or wasn't hurt at all. (laughs) Absolutely. And that's how it was for me, too. It was, oh my gosh, Stacey girl, are you okay? It's all right. Let's get through this. Let's breathe through it. 
that is definitely not what's happening with the males. I can tell you with my fiance, it was a very different experience. He was informed that you need to get it together and keep it deep inside within the abyss where no one can see it and, you know, chug along through life. And that, there are some repercussions as an adult, you know, with me, I'm a very, you know, I like to social work through life and, <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, tell me, how does that make you feel? Like, you know, it must be really difficult. And, you know, he's just like, no, we're, we're good. You know, it's over with, we, we chug through it and we're, we're next off to the next one. And, you know, I see the repercussion of his parents telling him kind of, you know, boys don't cry, but also, you know, in Hindi, they say Lok Kya which is what will other people say in other people's society. You know, I think it's a bigger issue than men not seeking mental and not showing their emotions. I think it's society that kind of has ingrained these rules and regulations. No, and I completely agree. And I, I think another point that we are finding common, you know, speaking about your fiance and I'll go from my husband's side as well as a Latino it's the same thing you know you have to be the provider you have to be the strong one you have to be the one that keeps everything together because we women we're the emotional ones we're the crazy ones we're the ones that show emotion show anger whatever it may be but for them if they do that oh no 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 heaven forbid because you lose all masculinity if you do that you know you ain't the tough one you ain't gonna be able to be like the the proper hubby, you know. I definitely think it's a cultural standpoint. It's the fact that, you know, I just think through history how men have to carry, quote, honor, unquote, with the family name, carry that strength, carry that togetherness. They have that weight on their shoulders of having to do things right. And I guess society just for that is basically telling them if you want to do this the right way as a man you know there's no crying there's no freaking out there's no nothing you just keep your crap together at all costs and that's an it's unfortunate right that they have this expectation of keeping their emotions and feelings within and then you know as an adult it's all like a pressure cooker it's all there and then you know the wife or any significant other like pushes a button and kaboom they blow up and it's like wow that was like you know 30 years worth of feelings and emotions right there exactly but, you know like i kind of want to go back to like the cultural part so i have a friend he is hispanic all through you know high school college grad school this this concept of machismo is that how you say it machismo correct yes that kept coming up for us because he was going through a lot um you know from high school to college so, something that i constantly encouraged him to do was like well did you share that with your parents did you share that with your siblings did you share that with your significant other and it was this no 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 no, no that that's not how that works like we it's everything is black and white barry like he had that black and white thinking and I remember him constantly dropping that word. And for our listeners that don't know what that is, could you kind of explain what that means and like how that plays a role in today's topic? Well, machismo is basically the idea that I just explained to you guys. The idea of the men, um, the men being the tippy top of the of the family tree. The man being the provider. The man being the strength. The man, the man's basically everything. Um, they're the one that lead, that guide, 
you know, machismo is also, as I explained as well, carrying the family name, carrying, carrying your gender on high, basically. So, el hombre es el que manda, the man's the one that reigns, is basically what it is. And in 2021, of course, we have seen that culture of women empowerment coming up and this idea that a woman doesn't need a man to provide or, you know, as you said, like, be, you know, the reign of the family. Now women could be top of the household, pretty much. Like, they could be the breadwinner and the man could be home taking care of the kids. And I know that's something that's looked down upon in society as well. An interesting video I had seen, and I shared it with you, Lady DMC, was Vogue India had made a video about, it was domestic violence, but they were really touching on how a little boy, he's like, I think kindergarten age, and his mom's telling him, stop crying. Boys don't cry. Yes. And you see that same kid, like, now he's in elementary school, then he's in middle school, then he's in high school and college. And it's that constant, like, men don't cry, boys don't cry. And then you see at the end that he is physically abusing his wife. And then you see that the same couple is with a bunch of friends and the kids come out and they sh the kids mimic what they see in the household. And the kids are like, oh, that's how my dad treats my mom. And that's what a man does. A man abuses his wife when she's out of line. And a woman's job is to listen to her husband. And I mean, this is a whole nother topic that we're going to discuss later down the line. But it, it stems from boys don't cry, boys don't show emotions. So now those emotions that have been pent up since, you know, whatever age are coming out in, you know, domestic violence and abuse. Thank you so much for bringing that up and you actually took the words right out of my mouth because right when you reminded me of that video that you sent me That's exactly what I was gonna bring up. People don't understand. They say Lady DMC Why is it that this is such a touchy subject for you? Why does it cause so much emotion for you? Exactly what you just said right now Everybody thinks oh, they're a child. They're an infant. They're gonna be fine. We have to raise them with that mentality Okay Again, what, a, what about having to bottle it up from a child? You get used to it. What happens when you're older? What happens when you have to bottle up perhaps bullying? What happens when you have to bottle up the bigger stuff in life? A divorce, a separation, uh, a loss of a loved one, a loss of a job. When you bottle all that stuff up, it's going to come out in various dangerous ways. One, it's either you're going to self-harm. Two, you're going to... Um, participate in substance abuse. Three, you're going to physically hurt your significant other. Domestic violence. There you go. Or four, you're going to end up exactly what I talked about in, um, in our post actually on our blog, which is how many men, how many celebrities, if you look at the list, how many of those celebrities that have passed by their own hands, by suicide, have been men who have participated in substance abuse due to anxiety, due to depression, due to keeping all those emotions that society has told you, los hombres no lloran, men don't cry, keep it inside. They, okay, so they can't share it with anyone. What happens, they end up pulling the trigger on themselves, literally. They end up taking their life. Finding a permanent solution to a temporary problem as you have taught us in past episodes. That's exactly why this is so near and dear to me. And that's exactly why I discussed in my blog post as well, 
excuse me for being so upfront and frank with the language that I'm about to use, but this is exactly how I feel. It's as if us women is as if, for example, you, Desi Girl, and myself, as women, just because we're born with uterus and ovaries, we get the opportunity, we get the privilege to go ahead and be the neurotic one, be the crazy one, be the emotional one. And men, because they're not, oh no, mm-mm. You don't want to be feminine, you don't want to do that. You don't have a uterus, you don't have ovaries, you can't act like that, mm-mm, not allowed. That's exactly the point I'm not okay with. Yeah, so um, I actually looked up the numbers of suicides. So according to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, in 2019, the highest rate of suicide was among middle-aged white men. Um, Makes sense. In 2019, men died by suicide 3.63 times more than women. Um, on average, there's 130 suicides per day, and of those, 69.38% of them were white males. And in 2019, 50.39% of the suicides were due to firearms and 100% of them were men. So it's it's obvious that men men aren't allowed. I mean it's not even the word of allowed. Men can't express their feelings and emotions because that goes against what society says that they can and can't do. If you want to be king, you can't have emotions, right? Because why would we rule with emotions? But why, why as society have we allowed this to go on? You know, in the Indian culture, men, you know, having a baby boy is like giving birth to God, pretty much. Because they, they have everything <laughs> for being a man, you know? And it... It's a huge deal, like, the, the boy is sent to study, the boy is, you know, if he makes a mistake, oh, it's okay, darling, like, you made a mistake. Now let's turn the tables, if it's a daughter, it's like, oh, good lord, you gave birth to a daughter, like, you must have sinned in your previous life. <laughs> and, like, oh, a daughter's a burden, well, why is she a burden? Because she's so emotional, and she has so many feelings, and she's just like a walking, talking, you know, frontal cortex because all she does is cry and scream and yell and and that's obviously not what a woman is, right? Like you and I function society and neither one of us have gotten that crazy label yet, right? The weird is yet because yeah, we are just... <laughs> we are going down that drain. <laughs> oh god. If you guys only knew to our warriors <laughs> listening to this, but I digress. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've made it through society right like you're married i'm engaged soon to get married and you know we found ourselves a man and we we haven't lost our minds our our men don't have to spend 24 7 trying to care for us we we can take care of ourselves right oh no absolutely but going back to the question that you that you were asking you know about like why is it why is it that society like kind of puts that burden or puts them on this throne on this pedestal you know i think it's just a it's a generational thing generational curse if you want to call it i don't see that as a blessing at all i mean you know and going back to what you were saying about the indian culture it's exactly the same in the latino culture oh if you have a boy good lord it's the celebration of a century you know it's that boy that's going to carry that last name it's mainly the last name you know, families don't want to die off like that. 
and you know it's it's also like the man um especially you know in third world countries and such i know especially in colombia if you if you work the fields or if you have a actual uh, laborious job a physical job you know you're the one that's going to provide for your family when they get older for the parents for aunts uncles grandparents you know they're the ones that are going to go slave underneath the heat you know and and get the job done they're the ones that are going to keep everybody else in check when everything's going crazy you know but it's you don't you don't see the pressure those days on the field those days of having to think of how you're going to provide financially how you're going to provide a roof how you're going to provide that protection you know but they can't think about that they just have to go through basically life like robots because if they show you an emotion good lord you're not a man anymore like that reminded me of so i've mentioned in the past about the 700 generational household <laughs> i'm serious there are 700 generations of me in one house go to india and see talking about like you know let's say we have a kid and we live in that environment yes it came out of your uterus it's your dna but yet every other generation is telling you how to raise your kid you know, there's some some women like us that we could be like, hold up, this is my kid. I'll raise it the way I want to. And then, but there's some women who like, you know, I'm taught to be submissive. I'm taught to, you know, listen to my in-laws. And if they tell me that we're gonna raise a child without any feelings and emotions, that's what we're going to do. I feel like the cycle is gonna continue until there's meant more of us that say, hold up, my son needs to be raised just like my daughter. Let's process what happened today. Let's talk about it. Let's let's label those feelings so that next time when you're feeling that, you're able to better handle yourself. Instead of saying, stop crying, boys don't cry. No, and I completely agree. And we've discussed this before, you and I as well. The fact that this isn't going to be an overnight process. This isn't going to be something that's going to be changed. I mean, look how, count how far back you can uh, Desi girl, with your generation, brothers, sisters, cousins, whatever it may be, mm. look how far back the boys have been taught this. And as, as they say, uh, old habits die hard and you can't teach an old dog new tricks. The only ones that are going to be able to start changing this, as you said, is us. For example, you asked me, how is it that I would um, handle something with my son in the future? I would handle it completely different than I know old-fashioned moms and grandmas would. I would teach them, and everybody thinks too, oh, you're going to teach your son to process emotions? Are you going to teach him to be a crybaby? No, I'm going to teach him to be human. I'm going to teach him to understand that he's on Earth, that he's here on this planet. Therefore, he's going to experience everything that I would experience or that his sister would experience or his grandma or his aunt. Why? Because he's a person. He's not a robot. He's not a machine. But again, and this is where I guess our disagreement comes into play, is it's a lot easier for us to do that when, if we were to live away from those family members, away from that generational expectation. We can't break a cycle because who's enabling these men to not show their emotions? It's women, right? A mother is telling their son, stop crying. Well, where does she learn that from? Who told her? that men can't cry her parents right or his siblings or whatever so as women we need to break this expectation that the man is the 
you know, the macho, the, you know, the protector per se. A man can very well be a protector and still have feelings and emotions. But we also need to take that role and say, okay, you are down and today I'm going to lift you up. And I think a lot of women don't do that. A lot of women expect that Prince Charming persona of, oh, you saved me. But when the tables are turned, we, we don't do that. Yeah, because we women don't understand. I also said this on one of our um, Meet With Us Mondays episode, actually. Follow our blog so that you can get those as well. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit later. But anyway, <laughs> I was actually um, talking about male mental health in Spanish as well. And I was saying, yeah, we see them as superheroes. We see our dads as superheroes, our husbands, our significant others, brothers, whatever. But just remember, even Superman has his kryptonite. And that's what I think exactly what you said. We women don't comprehend that. We don't understand some of the things that they might be feeling. And sometimes we're not good at being empathetic with that. I know I still have a lot to learn with that. And I could say guilty is charged. I, I at least know that I can admit that. And I know that I could attempt, attempt my best and my darnest to, to start learning how to be better with that. And it's, it's up to us to change that mentality. I can't go inside you and program you to think differently about men. That has to come from you. And it has to come from myself. So. No, absolutely. And I, I think that's where we need to start. We need to start with the women who are having these children and say, hey, how, how can we break this cycle? By identifying where, where their beliefs are. You know, um, I I know of some um, family friends who they have a son and a daughter and the way that they treat the son who has a mental illness and the way they treat the daughter who has a mental illness is night and day. The double the, standard. Yes. So the daughter, it, she was taken to therapy. She was, you know, admitted to an inpatient facility. You know, parents are so understanding. They process thoughts, feelings, and emotions. You know, oh, you need to take the day off. That's fine. We'll take the day off today. And the son, who's older, mind you, he has uh, he has schizophrenia. And I mean, th there is no. They didn't want to give him medication. They didn't want to put him in treatment. They did like they hid him and hid him away in the house, like kind of like um, the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like if you've seen that Disney movie very similar like he's this like monster that can, no one can see and i mean i i can think ever since his diagnosis it's been a handful of times i've seen him and this person is an extremely smart person they have a college education they 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 would be able to hold a job if they got the proper treatment but because the parents don't I mean, literally, let me repeat what the parents said. The parents said, who is going to marry him? Who, who, who is going to marry you? Like, Jeez. like you are a burden to us. And, you know, as daughters in the Indian community, you know, a lot of daughters hear that, oh, you're a burden. It's like, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to get married off anyway. So we're good. But, you know, a man is like, you are the provider. You are the, the person that's carrying on the name. You're going to take care of us when we're old. And if you yourself can't keep your life together, how are you going to care for us? And it's that sense of embarrassment. And 
lack of understanding and education, I feel like, because this person could easily be a functioning part of society and you would never know he has schizophrenia if he got the proper treatment. I'm telling you, I don't think we women begin to comprehend the fact that we're lucky. We're lucky. We get to talk about this stuff. I get to talk to you. I get to talk to anybody about my anxiety, depression, whatever it may be. If I'm having a bad day, I just go out to my gal friends and just have a chit chat with them. But as you said, look at the situation that this poor young guy is in. You know, who knows how much he's struggling? Who knows what he's going through? Possibly hallucinations, whatever it may be with his schizophrenia. And yet he has to be trapped in himself. And then trapped even worse. It's like he's in a bag inside a safe, locked up because his family's ashamed. I'm telling you, we are very privileged as women to be able to not be boxed like that. And I don't think we we understand the half of it. Oh, I, I don't think so either. But, you know, going back to the original question that we had with this conversation was what can we do to change or break the cycle? I, as from the mental health standpoint, as someone that works in the field, it's very, very hard um, working with male patients. And it's not because, you know, well, I don't understand and you're so like egotistical. It's being able to normalize that it's okay for you to cry. It's okay for you to show those feelings and emotions and tell me, you know what, today I'm really sad. I feel like a cloud is over my head. And I spend majority of my sessions with male clients trying to normalize feelings and emotions, which is something that we're born with as humans, right? It, it gets to a point where it's like, you know, like they have X amount of sessions, their insurance pays for X amount of sessions. We're done with the sessions and we're still trying to figure out how can we normalize feelings and emotions. We haven't even got to the trauma part yet. We're just still normalizing. That's how bad it is. Well, here's the thing, processing feelings and emotions, it's like going to the gym. Think of it, even though it's not, think of it as a muscle. You have to learn how to work it. You have to learn how to how to process that and if you haven't done that your whole life because society and those around you have told you you can't how can you expect them to again can't teach an old dog new tricks how are you going to tell someone in a couple of months maybe even in a year what they haven't known in 30 40 50 plus years perhaps it's not that easy and to answer your question on how can we start working on that, how can we start fixing that in society with gentlemen and their mental health, I wish I had a simple answer. There is no simple answer. There's too many variables. You and I have discussed that as well. There's breaking that cycle not only as the parent, as the mother or the father of the new generation, but it's also those around us. It's also what society has in has around them it's also the services that are available to them it's also it's there's there's too many things to give a, a one word answer and that's why i think that this isn't going to be fixed not in our generation not in our children's generation god knows when this is going to be fixed but as i said and i'll say it again if we don't take that starting point those starting steps we're never going to get to the finish line Whoever it is that this finally gets fixed or at least gets better, I don't care if I don't get to see it because I already know I'm not. But it's about putting that grain of sand and, and getting the process started somehow. 
And the only way that I'm going to get that started is with my children in the future. With my boys. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the analogy that you used about it being a muscle and, like, over time it gets stronger. From the, the clinical standpoint, it's, it's, it's amazing to see how men and women are. How it's, you know, with, with my female patients, it's one or two sessions of normalizing, hey, therapy's okay, and, you know, we gotta process this, and blah, blah, blah. And major- majority of the time, I've seen female patients more motivated to work in therapy, whereas male patients, it's, there's always a secondary reason why they're seeking therapy. And we've talked about this in depth in, you know, previous um, recordings, where men are usually threatened by something, right? I'm going to leave you if you don't get help, or you're never going to see the kids again if you don't get help, or, you know, I know you've talked about your family and family members, you know, you have one family member that went and sought out help and changed their ways, and you have another family member who is still struggling with their mental illness. You know, if you've talked about, like, you've talked to this person several times, and it seems like there's just not real answer there, and we've explored that what if it's that you know what you said in the beginning in spanish that boys don't cry that mentality is in their head saying oh well i can't show feelings and emotions because i'm a man and if i do then that's you know a stain on my manhood and how has that manifested itself with this family member of mine it's manifested through substance abuse there you go going back to our point and uh, from what you were saying about your patients, yeah, of course it's going to be more difficult for you. You're dealing with with two variables with the gentleman. You're dealing first with the fact that they don't know how to process their emotions. They don't know how to speak about it. They don't know how to let it, let it all out because they haven't been allowed to or taught to. And then you come to the point of actually processing and going through the treatment and trying to propel them forward in the recovery. Whereas with women, you're just convincing them to to not think about the stigma of therapy, perhaps. But we already know how to process emotions, and some of us know how to do that a little too well for our own good. I <laughs> so, hear you, girl. So, of course, it's going to be way more difficult. Makes complete sense to me. I mean, you know, April is Autism Awareness Month, and if you look at the numbers, men or baby boys are more likely to be diagnosed with autism than baby girls are. And, you know, autism is a developmental disorder, and one aspect of it is the lack of feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone who comes to mind, if anyone watches The Big Bang Theory, Sheldon. Sheldon is a very good example of autism. Um, and how he is, t- like, his friends tell him, you know, that was really hurtful. Or, you know, maybe you should go talk to the person because they seem upset. I feel like that's what men are like like having autism like they struggle with that emotion and we women and other men have to teach that to them it's a skill that we have to teach them whereas women we kind of naturally develop it i agree to disagree with that i agree with the fact that um you know they don't know how to process it but I disagree to the fact that I do think they feel, I do believe they feel. No, you know what, scratch that. I'm very sure they do. <laughs> that if, And the reason is because if they didn't, then we wouldn't have these suicides. We wouldn't have these news of celebrities hanging themselves or 
taking their own life by pulling the trigger, you know. So it, what I think we haven't taught them how to do is just speak about it. And then that's when it all bottles up and it's just a ticking time bomb. And then it ends up in a disaster. That could have very easily been prevented. Yeah, but I also think that we've... I, I mean, from the Indian perspective, I think it's taught that this is... You just shut this down. I mean, I, um, I don't know if you've seen Bollywood movies, but if you ever watch a Bollywood movie, it's that stereotypical father tells you you're gonna marry a rich girl because you come from a rich family how dare you have feelings and emotions for another girl like even love simple things like love it's like no 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 that does that shouldn't be any factor in why you're marrying this person or whatever and it's you can see it the father has no emotions the son is saying well look i'm trying to break the cycle here by having feelings and emotions and you know oftentimes it ends with a love little love story but other times I've seen it where it's like, well, you just, you're going to marry this girl because that's what's going to build up the family name. You know, they go into that marriage with no feelings or emotions, none at all. And then they have kids and same thing and that continues. That to me is more just a, a cultural thing. I, again, there, there is emotions there, whether they shut them down or not, there's still something there. They just have to be taught to not feel them. Again, my point of not processing. Just because they go into a marriage doesn't that they're not okay with or that they don't agree with or don't want to be in doesn't mean they don't they're not thinking, oh this sucks. You know, I wish I would have married so and so. You know, but again, as a man they can't show it. So what do they do? They become robotic. They they become that stoic that stoic machine that's just walking around and doing what he's told to do doing what he was programmed to do, which is just provide, even if it's for the person that you don't want to be with, referring to your Bollywood movies. <laughs> no, I, I get it, but I, you know, going back to, I just feel like it's a cycle that, like you said, we're, we probably won't witness breaking, maybe our kids won't see it either, but it's a cycle that needs to break, and in order for it to break, we literally have to shut out the previous generations. That's the only way it's going to work. The only way it's going to work is if we stand up for and protect our boys, our future, future men, our little men, you know, and if that means, you know, having a disagreement, having an argument, or maybe even a falling out, unfortunately, with grandma or with your aunts or whoever it may be. We, if we want the best for the next generation, that's how it's going to have to be. I mean, it's either that or keep the statistics going up and with with men ending their lives. Our choice. Well, I remember like Robin Robert Williams is who you had brought up in the post, correct? Robin Williams, yes. Yeah. So I remember when his suicide had come out in the news, his wife, I believe it was, she so he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease and Pretty much the wife said that he didn't want the world or his family to see him in a weak position and you know his health his health team talked and they said you know he had a few years to him it wasn't like he was going to die tomorrow but it was the fact that he was no longer going to be strong and um be able to be an individual be on their own that was what his fear was he didn't want to be someone's burden per se 
And so he felt that ending his life was the only way or any resolution to the diagnosis. And that goes back to someone down the line in his lifetime told him, look, you have to be Superman. And if you're not, then you're useless. Yeah, because again, flip the tables on that. If it hadn't been Robin Williams, if it had been his wife, you know, the family would have had absolutely no problem. How many grandmas and moms have their families looking out for them and they're suffering from Alzheimer's, from dementia, from whatever it may be, where they need a lot of care, where they need to be looked after 24-7. And yet it's okay because, oh, it's mommy. Oh, you know, it's it's the matriarch. It's okay. You know, we got to look out for her, make sure she's okay, make sure that she spends her last days here taken care by us and loved by us. Again, but because he was a man and he was placed that burden on his shoulders, you know, he didn't want to get to that point again. More than likely not wanting to be feminine, not wanting to be weak, not wanting to look like that person who couldn't provide for himself or for his loved ones. And we saw the end result, unfortunately. Yeah, I I think we need to before we start addressing like oh let's process this we need to go back and revamp the gender roles that society has made because a woman can be head of the household a woman a man can be home taking care of the kids and not working at all we need to really revamp it and break this gender norm gender rules that society has developed and then from there could we proceed saying hey let's normalize feelings and emotions for men and women Let's start processing things. Stop saying boys don't cry. No, and I completely agree with that. And that's exactly what I've been trying to do, you know, in in my relationship with my hubby. I've been trying to teach him that as well. I've been trying to tell him, yes, I see you as a strong one. Yes, I see you as my superhero. But also know that you're not alone anymore. You're a human being and you have a partner, you know, Regardless, I know you can provide. That's not the problem. The problem is I don't want you to have to have 100% of the weight on you because you don't have to carry it alone no more. That's the part of a relationship. We're each giving 100 here. We're each giving a whole part of us. And I can help you carry that too. It's okay. I mean, and I've seen it. Like You you guys have such a fantastic relationship. And I, I see that you you try to diminish that you know gendered role that we've been raised with but again you know let's say your husband is with his buddies and they see that and they're like oh you're henpeck she's manhandling you like do you see like it's like not even like people our own age say this like oh no 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 you you keep the woman underneath your shoes and you know can you imagine your husband hearing that and let's say like your your husband does fall for that and then internalizes that and says okay no no no, stop i'm the man you're the woman this is where your place is and this is where my place is so it goes back to us having to break whatever this criteria is of a man and a woman in society and i completely agree and you're going back to my point of there being a lot of more complicated variables but that also comes not only up to me but up to him as well if family or buddies were to say oh yeah she is manhandling you or you know she's 
she's manipulating you or whatever you need to keep her in check as the wife or whatever it would be up to him to know that know that it's the fact that i'm his partner it would also be on him to change his mentality as well to know i'm doing this to support him and give him a hand but yes i i can see what you're saying about how complicated things can get and i in that part we agree <laughs> it's not an easy situation that's why i said it's not going to be an overnight fix at all oh no i mean we can change it like we can be the change that we wish to see but it's a long way to go to see that impact out in the community because you know in our previous recording we've talked about you know let's say our kids go to school and they're like oh you know little johnny like let's talk about it why why are you so upset and then that kid saying well we don't talk about our feelings and emotions boys don't talk about that and you're a sissy you know i remember that happening all the time on the playground again it's it's all about the individual relationship dynamic and the individual family dynamic changing because if that were to happen to my son i would be the one that would stand up for him and I would be the one to help him start making that change. And unfortunately, at that point, it might just be us making that change. Again, I'm gonna say it till I'm blue in the face, it's not gonna be with this generation, it's not gonna be with the next, but I would have to keep my voice strong and tell him, you know what? They don't think like us and it's okay to think how we think. It's okay for boys to process their emotions and to process their feelings and you still need to come and speak to me about it regardless of what anyone else tells you that change that seed i'm planting it in my spot i'm planting it in my soil and that's what's going to sprout that's what's going to bloom and the only hope that i can have is that those roots that stem and those branches can eventually grow out and spread to others as well spread from my son to his future family and god willing for future generations uh, to follow and that he can inspire perhaps maybe not that friend that's bullying him but maybe other friends in the future to think the same way other young men or men in the future to think the same way as him and maybe they'll start raising their kids the same way i have to focus on what i'm planting because if i start thinking of all these other variables of all these other things i'm not going to take that first step and then we're really in trouble makes sense I, I think we agree that it's not something that's going to happen overnight. I think we agree that we both were, are going to be the change that we're hoping to see mm -hmm. when it comes to male mental health. However, I, I just feel like there's so much to tackle when it comes to this that it's, it's going to be really, really hard and close to impossible. I, I hate to say impossible because I don't think anything's impossible, but this is something I feel like it just, it's so hard to do. It's so hard to turn the clock around. So how about we change that terminology and that mentality from impossible to complicated? Oh my gosh, Lady DMC, you're learning your clinical skills. Look at you. <laughs> Round of applause for Lady DMC. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, th I think we just have to have that little glimmer of hope. I mean, it's the last thing we can lose, you know? And we just have to, have to pretend that things are going to be how we want to see it. Again, we have to motivate ourselves. We have to propel it forward. We have to, if nobody's going to grab those oars and prepare the, propel this boat forward, hell, I'm grabbing that oar. I'm pushing it forward as much as I can, as much energy I got. And then when I give out, hopefully someone will be there to take over. 
Well, we'll leave it at that. That's a good place to end. Um, so Lady DMC, any last words? Actually, I was going to ask you, Desi Girl, because I know that there's a lot of warriors out there that are potentially hearing us for the first time and they might be like, huh, interesting topics. These chicks are kind of cool. Let me try to reach out to them and, but wait, how do I do that? You want to let them know how they can speak to us online? <laughs> yes. So we have quite a few outlets. So we have our blog, which is mentaldiaries.net. And that's where our podcasts are based on. It's on our Fundamental Friday post. We also have a few other posts throughout the week. So we have Meet With Us Mondays, where Lady DMC posts audio clips in Spanish about mental health. We have Talk With Us Tuesday, which is our podcast. And we're on Apple, Spotify, and Google. So if you want to check other platforms out, be sure to. We have Warrior Wednesday, and that's when I and Lady DMC talk about mental health issues. Currently, we're talking about Autism Awareness Month. The month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so we're going to be talking about mental health stuff, as well as taking part of the NAMI Walk on May 22nd. Please check us out. Join us. It's virtual this year, so we'd love to see you out there. Then we have Fundamental Fridays, which is what our podcast is based off of, but we also, Lady DMC and I talk about mental health topics, issues, um, it's more guided than our Warrior Wednesdays. Then we have Social Work Corner, which is where we post resources in both English and Spanish. And we have our newest segment coming out, which is Self-Care Sunday. And that's when Lady DMC and I are challenging you all to engage in self-care. And we're taking you guys, we're holding you guys accountable. We want to see pictures. So send them our way and we'll post them on our story and on our page. And we also will be taking part by you guys holding us accountable. So we're going to make sure that we post each week too. And then we have Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Sorry, I forgot about that. And uh, we post every day our mental tips on there. And that's another way you can contact us. And you can also contact us on the website as well on contact us. We also have a merchandise store with a bunch of fantastic merch of mental diaries. Um, we just updated a bunch of new merchandise, so please, please check it out. We want to see you guys rocking MHD. Send us a picture. Um, anything else, Lady DMC? I think you hit all the nails in the head, Desi Girl. I appreciate you doing that for us. Warriors, Kerr with my wonderful BFF here. I think this is where we'll leave you for this week. However, don't be too sad because we will be back next week with another episode for you of Talk With Us Tuesdays. So till then, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. We'll see you for the next one. Bye. We thank you for tuning into this episode. Please don't forget to comment and subscribe to the Mental Diaries podcast.